This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Today is Friday the 26th of March 2021, day 26 of the third month of the new year. We are back. It has been on and off. The computer is now up and running so we can do daily shows, which I'm looking forward to. Last Friday I was in a really bad car accident. We will talk about that. So I've kind of been laid up a little bit, but we are back and looking forward to talking to you about everything. We'll talk about the accident. We're going to talk about the world of sports, and we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16, Elite 8 games that are going to happen tomorrow through Tuesday, kicking into the final four of the NCAA basketball tournament. Let's first start in NBA action from last night. The Trailblazers beat the Heat 125 to 122. The Knicks top the Wizards 106 to 102. The Clippers take care of the Spurs 98 to 85. The 76ers beat the Lakers 109 to 101. And the Kings hang 141 on the Warriors as they win 141 to 119. Now on to tonight's games in the NBA. The Nets travel to Detroit to take on the Pistons. The Spurs are in Toronto to take on the Raptors. The Celtics are in Milwaukee playing the Bucks. The Heat travel to Charlotte to take on the Hornets. The Trailblazers are in Orlando to take on the Magic. The Rockets are in Minneapolis to play the Timberwolves. The Nuggets are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. The Pacers travel to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. And the Grizzlies are playing in Salt Lake City against the Jazz. On to the NCAA tournament. With the NCAA being everything in Indiana, now we get to talk about what's going on just in Indianapolis and the surrounding areas. As we are now in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 weekend of the NCAA tournament. First game is tomorrow at 2.45 p.m. It's Oregon State versus Loyola of Chicago at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. I really like Loyola Chicago in this matchup. I think that they're ready for this game. I do believe that Porter Moser does an unbelievable job there. I hope he stays. I know everybody's saying he needs to go to a higher level. The dude makes $1.5 million. The president makes 750000 That shows you the priority that he is there and what they value in sports and athletics at Loyola Chicago. Plus, he's got Sister Jean on his side, 101-year-old team chaplain. She's attended the last two games. They're the only two that she was able to see in person this year due to COVID. But she was a big part of the 2018 run to the Final Four. Everybody kind of hopped on board and really rooted for her. Looking forward to watching her reaction on the sideline as they play at 245 against Oregon State tomorrow. Oregon State's done a great job and had a great run, but I do believe Loyola Chicago takes them out tomorrow. The 515 game tomorrow being played at Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis is number five at Villanova. First number one, Baylor. I see Baylor running away with this one without Colin Gillespie. I do not think that the guard play can match up with Baylor's guard play from Villanova. The Cinderella of the Dance plays at 725 tomorrow night as Oral Roberts takes on number three, Arkansas at Banker's Life. This game is going to be pretty interesting. Arkansas just flat out gets after it, and Oral Roberts does as well. I really like watching Ace Miss play. 
guy's averaging 24 and a half a game. Then you got Kevin O'Banner, who's averaging a double-double during the tournament. I just think that they're spunk. They have a really good spunk about them. They're really gritty. Arkansas is really tough. Here's what ESPN Power Index says. Arkansas has a 92.4% chance to win this game over Oral Roberts. And I really find that at 725, the main game on TBS, that it's going to be an absolute great basketball game. I think A. Smith is going to go for about 30. I think O'Banner is going to go for about 30 and 15. And you're going to see a really good basketball game. Now, I do believe that Moody for Arkansas is going to shoot the lights out and play really well there. But I believe that Oral Roberts has a chance if the game stays close. They have a chance if the game stays close. If not, Arkansas is going to run away with this one. The 9.55 start on TBS tomorrow at Hinkle Fieldhouse is Syracuse and Houston. You take a team in Houston who can defend the heck out of it, 94 feet in your jock strap, going at you as hard as they possibly can, can't shoot a lick. Against Syracuse, who's long as all get out and plays zone. I think, and I'm going to predict here right now, Syracuse beats Houston tomorrow night. I think that Buddy Beheim, Gerard III are going to shoot the ball really well, and I do believe that Syracuse beats Houston tomorrow night to make it to the Elite Eight. That is Saturday games. Let's now talk about Sunday's games. We will first start in Hinkle Fieldhouse for a 2-10 tip as Gonzaga takes on Creighton. Gonzaga is the number one overall seed. They're 28-0, trying to get to 29-0. They're spotting 13 points, according to the Vegas line. ESPN Power Index says that they have an 82.5% chance to win this game. I do believe that Creighton is pretty solid, but I don't think they're going to be able to battle against Corey Kispert and Timmy and Suggs of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I have Gonzaga making it to the national championship game, so I feel as though Gonzaga will run away with Creighton. They're probably going to win by 15 to 20 in this ballgame. The 5 o'clock tip at Banker's Life Fieldhouse is number one overall seed of that region versus number four, which is Florida State and Michigan. Looking forward to this matchup. Michigan squeaked one by against LSU the other day, really took over as the game wore on, but it was a tight game early. Florida State's extremely wrong. But, you know, Leonard Hamilton does a great job. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one goes back and forth. I have Michigan winning this ball game as well. The 7-15 on TBS game that's played at Hinkle Fieldhouse is number 11 UCLA against number 2 Alabama. Alabama might be the best shooting basketball team I've seen in a long time. They shot lights out against Maryland. They continue to shoot lights out. I think Nate Oates has done an unbelievable job there. Mick Crone has the UCLA Bruins rolling right now a little bit at 20-9 and nine on the season, but I do think that Alabama will beat UCLA in this game. They're probably going to cover the spread, which is 6.5 points. In the 9:45 game on TBS at Banker's Life is number 6 Southern Cal against number 7 Oregon. The one thing that's interesting about this game is Oregon's only played one game to get to this point because of the VCU COVID situation. So they might have a little bit of fresher legs than USC. Now, USC just smacked the heck out of Kansas, gave them their third worst loss in program history at 34 points. The only other times they've been beaten by more than that was in 1974. They lost by 37. And in 1900, they lost by 40. Oregon just beat Iowa, who I thought actually had a chance the way Bohannon and those guys shot the ball with Luca Garza on the block. They had a chance to run to the Final Four as well. 
If Oregon plays like they did against Iowa, I think USC is in trouble. Now, if USC plays like they did against Kansas, it's going to be an absolutely great basketball game as the last game of the Sweet 16. Looking forward to those. It's going to be a great weekend for basketball. I'm actually excited now that I'm able to watch some of the games and uh, you know tune in and not be kind of in and out of it from my car accident and how I felt and taking naps and stuff. But we got some great games there. I'm going to pick who I think is going to be playing on Monday night and on Tuesday night as well. So when we come back after this, I will have my predictions on the games and we can uh, see how well I do here in a couple days as we check back. We will be back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in Three, two, one. We will first start in the South region where we will have the Baylor-Villanova game and then we will have the Arkansas-Oral Roberts game. I think Baylor is going to beat Villanova, as I said earlier. I do believe that Colin Gillespie being out, the guard play is going to really struggle. And Baylor, they seem to always make the right player the right shot at the right time. Scott Drew's an unbelievable job getting those guys ready this year for this run. Um... But they seem like they're going to be the team that's going to beat Villanova on that game. Now we're going to go to 725, Arkansas, Oral Roberts. As I said, I really like Oral Roberts. O'Banner and Ace Smith do an unbelievable job. They're really, really fun to watch. Arkansas is going to be too much. The SEC, they're just too much for them. So in my Elite Eight game, I'm going to have number one Baylor taking on number three Arkansas on Saturday, April the 3rd in the Final Four. Now let's talk about the Midwest region. First game we're going to talk about is Oregon State and Loyola Chicago. I mentioned who I thought was going to win that game. They're also going to take on the winner of Syracuse and Houston. I did mention that one as well, but we'll just kind of recap. Loyola Chicago is going to beat Oregon State. I do believe that Cutwig, as a senior and all the other guys that are on that roster, like I said, you know, the way that they play and the way that coaches kind of got them rolling right now, it's an unbelievable program. Loyola Chicago is going to beat Oregon State. Oregon State's had a hell of a run to get to this point, but it's going to stop Monday night in Indianapolis. Now the second game that we're going to talk about is number two, Houston, number 11, Syracuse. I'm calling it. I think Syracuse beats Houston. I think Houston defends really well, but I think if Syracuse dictates the pace of the game, which the zone does. A couple years ago, I was fortunate enough, Kevin Sutton got me some seats on the baseline when he was coaching at Georgetown for the Syracuse game. Their zone is massive, it's different. If you haven't played against it, it's hard to replicate in practice. I don't care how much you think you can, you're not gonna replicate their size. Jim Behan spends two hours a day with his team perfecting this defense every day. That's his practice. Two hours of his practice every day is perfecting his zone. And I do believe that they're gonna win. So you're gonna have Loyola Chicago taking on Syracuse, an eight seed, 11 seed game to go to the final four on Monday night. So that's what Monday night looks like for me. I have Loyola Chicago, Syracuse, as well as Baylor against Arkansas. Now on to Tuesday Elite Eight games. Let's first start in the East region as number one Michigan takes on number four Florida State. I'm picking Michigan in this game. I think they're playing extremely well. I do think that Jawan Howard has done an unbelievable job. To my opinion, he should be the national coach of the year. Michigan is gonna beat Florida State in this game. And the winner of that game is going to take on the Alabama-UCLA game. I think UCLA has played really well to this point in the tournament, but Alabama's too much. I think they shoot the ball too well. They're way more aggressive on the defensive end. They're going to speed UCLA up, which they're not ready for. So that game is going to be Michigan 
against Alabama. And now we're going to talk about the West Region Final. Let's first start at the 6-7 matchup of Southern Cal against Oregon. I think Southern Cal's too much in this one. Oregon played really well against Iowa, but Southern Cal played unbelievable against Kansas, a blue blood school in college basketball, and they, they thumped them really bad. I think Southern Cal and Andy Enfield, little tidbit here, Andy Enfield is from the Gettysburg, PA area, so a kind of a local guy running Southern Cal back into the Final Four opportunity as he's done in the past. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. Gonzaga is going to hammer Creighton. I'm just going to put it out there. Corey Kispert's going to go off. They're going to play exceptionally well. They're going to cover the 13-point spread. I think they're going to win by 20 in this game. So in the West Region Final, you're going to have number one Gonzaga against number six Southern Cal. They're my predictions. We got Gonzaga winning, Michigan winning, Alabama winning, and Southern Cal winning for the NCAA tournament to get to the Final Four, which, as I said, is April the 3rd, which is the day before Easter in Indianapolis. They're going to be playing at Lucas Oil Stadium. I wish I was able to go back to the Final Four. That was a blast when I was in Indy the last time I was there. Um, hopefully we get all these vaccines and everybody taken care of, get these stupid masks away so we can finally get back to a normal life and we can go to events like this. That's my prediction with the NCAA tournament. When we come back right after this, we will talk about my accident, how I'm feeling, and what looks next for me as I try to heal up. We will be back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream Podcast. As I said, we're going to talk about my accident, but we'll kind of first start with luck. And I do believe that luck was involved with me last Friday. I believe I was blessed. Somebody was probably sitting in the car with me that uh, saved me a little bit. But I was coming to work and uh, swerved out of the way of another car that kind of cut me off and, uh, you know, thought they had the green light and, uh, you know, they ran a red light and they hit me. At about 35, 40 miles an hour, my entire driver's side of my car was completely crushed. I was pushed into a light pole, which hit the front of my car, which set that airbag off. So my side airbags, my leg airbags, my front airbag, every airbag in the world went off in the car. All the glass shattered. Um, kind of sat in shock in the car as it occurred. Um, really lucky that I didn't have any scrapes or you know cuts or anything like that. No broken bones, only bruises. My back is still kind of stiff at times. My ribs are still stiff at times. It's going to be kind of like that for a while, I think. We had a, what they call a six-inch intrusion, which means my door was pushed six inches in. I did have to be extricated from the vehicle, which put me as a trauma one when I had to go to the hospital. Um, I was able to call people, get people there, get people to meet me at the hospital, which was important. You know, I was able to call my girlfriend and say, hey, I've been in an accident. I'll meet me at the hospital. Called my dad and my brother to come to the accident scene. Was able to get everything out of the car, which I thought was, you know, your mind's racing at that point. I need to get a hold of my bosses at work to let them know. Sent multiple emails, text messages, phone calls, trying to get a hold of people at the office as well. But got rushed to the hospital, went in, realized no broken bones was able to kind of rest up a little bit there as they did all the different blood work and, uh, you know, CT scans, CAT scans, ultrasounds, x-rays, all that kind of stuff. So was fortunate enough with that. This weekend, as I said, I was completely laid up. I napped most of the day on Friday, most of the day Saturday. Sunday, I napped here and there. was able to catch some of the games on the tube. Um, did not listen to the doctor as well as I probably should have, even though they didn't tell me to do this, but I did play couple games of pig at the uh, basketball hoop outside you know 
almost wanted to test myself a little bit more than anything else to say, okay, you know, are you okay? Are you back? So what does a coach do? What does a, a hoop head or a junk hoop junkie do? We go to the rim and just start getting shots up to make sure that everything's okay. I didn't miss very much, so I would say that everything is okay, but I was kind of sore after that. It took Monday and Tuesday to rest up a little bit. Wednesday and Thursday started feeling a little bit better. I feel much better today. But, you know, seven days later, it's it's an experience. I don't wish it on anybody else. Um, Brain Leather, who is one of the guys that went to South Hagerstown High School, we worked for the newspaper for a while. He now runs Hubs TV, caught wind of the accident. He texted me and asked me how I was doing, sent some pictures over the destroyed car, and told him I was doing all right, and uh, Braden evidently sent some tweets out, which I really appreciate from him. I've texted him and told him I appreciate him from that perspective. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of other people reach out to make sure I was doing okay, which I, I really appreciate, and I thoroughly thank everybody who has reached out. It has not been easy, um, but, you know, when you have a good support system and you have people in your life that love you to death and want to take care of you and make sure that you're okay, you can't ask for anything more, and I definitely have that, and I'm a very lucky person with that was able to get a new car, uh, struggled sitting in it early part of the time because uh, I didn't really feel comfortable sitting in the car. You know, it kind of took me back to where I was. I'll work on that in therapy to make sure that I'm okay driving moving forward. But, you know, I wasn't a bad car accident, but, you know, it puts everything into perspective from a life perspective. And, you know, you get online today and you see that the Grand Canyon basketball player, Oscar Fryer, dies in a car accident last night. At 23 years of age, after just playing in the NCAA tournament, um, they really don't have anything on what happened. Um, Friar's older sister, Andrea Moore, and a third person in the vehicle were also killed in the accident on Thursday. So, you know, I'm in a car accident last Friday. I walk away. I truly walked away from the accident. Not as good as the guy that hit me. He was walking like there was no issues. But me, I was able to put a neck brace on, which I had to do. Had to go do the pump and circumstance at the hospital just to make sure that all the uh, boxes were checked, that I was okay to get out of there. But like I said, I'm getting shots up on Sunday. Not feeling too, too bad. I mean, I'm stiff and sore here at spots. You know, we've got lidocaine patches I can put on, take some muscle relaxers when I'm not around school or around, you know, the job and everything. Kind of can kick my feet up. But I am blessed, you know, I'm not giving the same information that Oscar Fryer's family's getting. And, you know, that that's a lucky thing. Um... I do look forward, though, to healing from this, getting back in the gymnasium, lifting a little bit, getting back around my guys who reached out. I appreciate my guys reaching out. I know that it shook them up a little bit when they heard the news. But, you know, life's fragile. It's the easiest thing and the biggest thing I can say. Life is fragile. You know, I'm geeked out on Friday last week. You know, I got my Larry Bird Indiana State jersey on. It's Friday NCAA tournament time, it's the best time of year, and at 827, everything changed. And it could have changed forever. And I'm lucky that it didn't change forever. I get to, you know, still be a dad. I get to still be a boyfriend. I get to still be a basketball coach. I still get to be a son. And, you know, things have happened like this in my life. This is not the first time. Um, The joke is, you know, I got nine lies. I'm like a cat. And, uh, you know, I've kind of had my foot in the uh, the bear trap a little bit and snuck out. But, you know, this time I'm going to make sure that I do everything I need to do to heal up as fast as I can so that I can be the best version of me moving forward that I want to be. So that's my accident. Um, I'll keep you guys in the loop on how I feel and what I need to do to heal up a little bit. Like I said, this is the first show back. Looking forward to tomorrow. I am going to have somebody on the, on the horn tomorrow. I do want to talk to a couple 
basketball coaches get their predictions on what they think the Final Four is going to look like in their eyes, and get some guys on the show to talk about their Final Four experiences. I know Will Maynard went out and watched some games in Indy earlier this uh, tournament. I'm going to get him on the horn tomorrow, and we're, we're going to chop it up a little bit about how it was to go out. I know he's a huge Georgetown fan. I'm sure that's who we went out to watch, but we only texted a little bit. He reached out to make sure I was doing okay, and I appreciate that from Will. But this is the first show back. We are back. We're going to be rolling now seven days a week, kind of get back on the horn a little bit. Looking forward to that. So I thank you for listening to Never My Wildest Dreams podcast, and we are going to talk to you soon.